Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Latif, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast. And this is uh, episode 430, 430. Looking good. Everything's going well. Hoping you guys are doing swell. Everything over here is, uh, is, is good. I'm actually looking at my driveway. I have uh, some spots. Uh, I had the kids out here, so I can't tell. These spots are oil spots. Hmm, hard to tell. <sighs> Take a look at it later. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think it's mud. I'm hoping it's mud. <laughs> uh, yeah, having a, have a problem with my seals. So we're just testing it now to see if, uh, to see if, um, what the deal is with these uh with this transmission uh not something i need transmission is expensive even the seals man we're talking about about a g probably to get them changed up so we'll see other than that everything else is good um what did i do today i'll tell you what i did actually um i got back onto my website for those who have never been on it go to latifmocado.com i've had it for years um it's made a few changes over the years. <clears throat> that site, I keep published. And um, what I do is, uh, I just always go in every once in a while, I'll improve it, I'll make some changes, I'll do this, I'll do that. And um, so that's what I did uh, today. Um, actually, what I had to do was I had to update my roster. So, you know, for those who don't know, I'm a booking agent. My job is to book freestyle artists to perform at club and concert events throughout the country and abroad. Uh, I used to put out this thing called Freestyle Blast, which was just an e-blast that went out to thousands of people. And I did that for like 15 years. Like I had an open rate of about 89%, like it was up there. I think 86% was my typical open rate. back then and it basically helped you know really get my name out there people knew what I was doing so it really worked man it, it was a it was a good tool <clears throat> it was a very flexible I could basically do anything with it so it was a great tool um anyway um so I let that die down I didn't want to use it anymore because what happened was though it was really flexible a lot of stuff it could do um, there was other things that it couldn't do at all. I couldn't even do it badly. So I had to go into another system that did what I loved, that he did great, that they did great, and deal with that. In exchange, um, it allowed me to do some other stuff okay. So, you know, it's like this trade-off. It's like I can't get anything that works perfectly. Not without, you know, paying you know, several thousand dollars a month. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> 
especially during the pandemic, you know. Um, yeah, I paid top money for these other services, and um, I kind of learned my lesson. Uh, for years, for years, I had these services. So, but um, anyway, uh, <coughs> so if you go on to lawentertainment.com and then you go to artist bookings, I think it's artist bookings or bookings. I have to check. It should say artist bookings. You click that, you'll see the roster that I just built. Check it out. Go in there, take a look. I'm gonna continue building it. I have a huge, huge roster. I mean, huge. But what I did there is I put all my top sellers, um, because uh, I have others. But those are the ones. If I'm gonna, because it's very time-consuming, I have some other stuff to do. So if you go onto LawEntertainment.com, you'll see that. Also, if you go to my Law Entertainment um, Facebook page, Law Entertainment, not Lati Bucato, um, <clears throat> there's a roster link on the side. It says Artist Roster. You click that, and same thing, uh, you'll get my roster. We'll, we'll open up. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, a lot of coding, a lot of you know moving shit around, but um, but it's good. It's good. We got it going, you know. <coughs> um, this morning I put out a pretty cool quote that I did. I don't have the quote in front of me. Um, it was something to the effect that uh, a true legacy. Um, those who plant true legacies will not be around to see them blossom. So something to that effect. It was a quote that I wrote. Uh, and I have a lot of quotes. And if you guys ever want to check them out, again, go to Google and type in uh, quotes by Latif Mercado. Quotes spelled Q-U-O-T-E-S. Yeah, quotes by Latif Mercado. You'll read all my quotes. Uh, <clears throat> but I put this one out. And um, what I wanted to do is, I just wanted to write a little something about legacy. And I think I brought this up with you guys. I don't know if I brought it up yesterday. But I know I spoke about this in the past. Um, <coughs> and I think I might have touched on it yesterday. But I wanted to kind of elaborate. So I think I purposely stopped talking about it. Because I wanted to put that quote up. <coughs> Sorry guys uh, Yeah they're burning something out here on my side I can smell it Freaking leaves So anyway um, So uh, I want to talk about legacy And It's been a word that I've dealt with For a long time Like I've used this word many times before and I used it for, for business. I thought about it the same way a lot of people thought about it. You know, legacy is like leaving your name or leaving some something that your family could carry on. You know, it could be a business. It could be a fun, um, like a, what you call it? <clears throat> Like a funding company, you know, I mean, like a, a non, non-profit, you know, organization. Um, it could be your name on the wing of a hospital. Um, uh, so, <clears throat> I thought about that. I was like, okay, you know. <clears throat> 
But as I thought more about it, <clears throat> I started to think about other things, especially now during the pandemic. And especially during the time I lost my mom, I lost my brother, and I lost, I didn't lose my brother, my mom. Now she passed um, about 19 years ago. It's been a long time. <laughs> Doesn't seem that long. <clears throat> and, um, and my brother passed 2020. And of course, aunts, uncles, godmothers, um, friends. And I realized something. I realized that this was my interpretation of it. And apparently a lot of people agree. That legacy is not just me or someone leaving these financial or these tangible assets but also intangibles in the form of good advice kind words encouragement and um and I'll tell you why this is an important legacy to um to leave behind <clears throat> We are products of our parents, no matter what. Whether it's good or bad, many times there's quite a few qualities that we get. Even if our parents were up to no good, even if our parents were just not good parents, and we grow up, doesn't mean we're gonna be bad parents. That doesn't mean that, it's not what I'm trying to go at. But there might be some things, there might be some qualities or some characteristics that you might pick up. We all might pick up. Um, And we might utilize them, not realizing that they really weren't the best characteristics to have or to pass on. Or, or, Or maybe as you got older, you changed, you know? For instance, my father was an, uh, an absent father, wasn't in my life. However, I've been very much in the lives of my kids, okay? So that was the example he gave me. But my mother gave me another example. Now, how would I have been had my mother not been around? Who knows, right? Who knows? Maybe I would have been the same way. Who knows? Not saying that that's, the, that's a fact. Because there are people that have no parents who were orphans. And they ended up becoming star parents, man. You know? <clears throat> but sometimes there's certain values, traditions, habits that we pick up and we don't realize it. We don't realize whether it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. But let's talk about some of the bad, the, the good things. We, you know, because we all know the bad things. We could come up with those. But I gave it the, the example of my mom being very affectionate with me. Very affectionate. Always hugged me. Always kissed me. Always told me she loved me. Wanted to confirm. She wanted to confirm also that I loved her too. She wanted to make sure of that because that's what she wanted because she loved me unconditionally. So when I had my children, and even she was around when my son was born, my daughter was only 
four months old when she passed, but she was around with my son, and she made sure that our bond was tight. She used to talk to me about him. He was little, and she used to talk to him about me. She used to tell him. She used to point to me. She'll, he'll come and she'll stand by her, and she will point to me and she'll say, see that guy right there? She goes, he'll say, yeah. He says, she'll say, who's that? He says, that's my dad. He says, that's also your best friend in the whole world. And he would stay silent. He would watch me. And she would say, and she would say, um, if ever you have a problem, if ever you get in any kind of trouble, that's who you turn to. You don't turn to your friends, other relatives. You turn to him. Because there isn't anyone in, on this earth that's going to go out of their way the way your father would. And I remember her saying this. Now, I was a young dad. So, I understood what she meant. But again, I was a young dad. I really didn't understand the impact of what she was telling me until I got older. Until she was no longer around. Until... I really understood when he, he got older and I started to worry about him. I started to, I would pray for him and I would, I would you know, always make sure he was on the right path or try to do everything I can. I try to give him whatever he, he could. I try to, but one of the things I always try to do, I always try to talk to him. And I always try to put things in his head. And, and, and I always said to myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to tell him something. He goes, yeah, yeah, dad, I know, I know, I know. And then he would leave. He would listen, he would give me that respect, but he'll do the whole, it went in one ear, went out the other, but no matter what. Sometimes I would tell him, okay, wait, wait, I'm gonna let you go. But what did I just say? <sighs> you told me, blah, blah, blah. You know, he would repeat whatever it was that I told him. I said, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm satisfied. I just wanna make sure that you heard me, that you know what I'm saying. And what, the reason why I did I do that, I did that is because my mom did that to me. And remember, now she was a woman, single parent. As far as I knew, she didn't know shit. She didn't know nothing. She didn't know the streets. As far as I was concerned, my mother was never a teenager. She never went wild. <laughs> she never partied. You know, she's my mother. She's not supposed to have done that. But she used to still put stuff in my head. She used to still warn me about things, warn me about people. She used to instill in me honesty, trustworthiness, good habits, manners, uh, courtesy, empathy. She instilled these things in me. She, um, she, uh, so I guess cause pass it. It slowed down. Like I don't want to be kidnapped. <clears throat> anyway, um, <coughs> um, so she instilled all of this um, in me. And during the times that she was instilling it in me, when she was drilling the stuff in my head, I paid it no mind. If you would have asked me the next day what she said, I would have shrugged my shoulders. But then go 20 years later, I'm home. Maybe I'm going through a certain situation. 
Maybe I'm kind of feeling down, defeated, um, confused, whatever the case. Life has beaten me. Life has hit me on the head like it does everyone else. Next thing you know, I hear her. I hear something that she told me 25 years ago that I basically waved off, that I laughed, that I thought was, that was embarrassed to even talk to her about it. I just kind of shunned. And here she comes, 25 years later, basically 20 years after she, she passed. And she, she's talking to me through memories. I'm not saying she's, I'm hearing her voice. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm recalling things that she told me. I said, wow, you know, this is crazy because she's educating me. Not that she was a scholar, she was great at anything, but she was older than me. Some of the things that I'm about to, 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 to encounter, she's already encountered. How did she get through it? You know? And one of her things was like, things are always going to work themselves out. And let me tell you something, that's a tough one to bite. Let me tell you something. It's true. It's true. It's everything always seems to work itself out. You know? And um But, uh, and to me, that's also legacy. That's something that she passed down and that I could get to pass down. And I think it's important. You know? I think it's important. How many generations down can we pass? Probably for a very long time. Many generations we probably won't always know when the origin was unless we talk about it. You know, if I tell my son, you know, grandma used to tell me this, this, and that, you know, and then, you know, he could pass it on. And But after a while, you know, the origin will disappear, but who cares? At that point, I don't think it matters because we still have generations of family still being born, you know. And that's exciting, even though I'm not going to be around. I'm, I'm excited to think that me, there's going to be more offspring, I'm praying, that comes from me. More children, hopefully, that my son has and my grandchildren have. I only have two children, my daughter. My daughter hasn't had no kids yet. You know, but I want her to have kids and get married and have kids one day. You know? But, um... <clears throat> But that was an interesting, it was an interesting observation, you know, and I don't know if, you know, and the reason why I talked about it is because how sad can it be if, and let's not even go with us, you know, our age, but let's talk about our parents and grandparents. Think about how you feel about your kids. Now, think about how they would feel, how they, or how they felt, knowing that they were passing on but they weren't allowed to leave you anything. They weren't able to leave you anything. You know, they weren't able to leave you 
uh, financially set. So you, you could basically enjoy your life. Um, they didn't leave you a house or a car or, you know, anything like that, you know? My mother left, left us a few grand, you know, enough to help pay some bills, but, you know, nothing significant. But, and even that was a surprise. And not that we ever looked for anything. We never did. I was very grateful for that. My, my brother, my sister, and me, we were just, whatever she had, we split everything. It was money, everything just got split. We didn't care. My, my, daughter, my sister was the treasury. We never questioned her. She could have came and gave us $3 each, and we would be, okay, this is thanks. That's the, the amount of trust that we have. But she split everything down to the penny. Yeah, this, you got 813 cents. <laughs> she did. <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And, and if she more had millions, I believe it would have been the same. Would have been the same, you know? But, but, you know, this is something for us to think about. Us who might not have to be able to set our kids up or grandkids up financially for the rest of their lives. Or may not be able to leave, leave homes or business for them to help you know, secure themselves for the rest of their lives and other generations to follow. Or at least a wing in a hospital where they could be proud. And, you know, yeah, you know, that's, that's a small fraction of people. But how do the other people pass on peacefully knowing they left something? They left something behind. Well, that's what it is. That's what you're leaving behind. You're leaving good words, encouragement. These things that help build these children so that way they're strong and they can, they can tackle life. Because your words are going to mean something. And I, this is what I advise. This is what I do. And I try to do this every single day. I have grandchildren that live with me five days a week. Like this week, it'll be seven days a week because their mom's working. So <clears throat> they go to school with me. So they're with us a lot. She's nine. Santana's nine. King is six. They're sponges. Anything I say is gold. So I make sure that whatever I tell them is gold. I goof around with them. We're, we're very, very, no, we're not prudish people. We, we're, we're very very open with them and we turn and yeah I'm not a big cursor but curses do fly around the house once in a while and it's nothing me and Angel do not fight we don't we just don't we don't don't I know it sounds like oh a perfect couple no not perfect we have disagreements but we're not those people that that you know have those really nasty arguments we never do thank God I'm glad and um so they don't see that they don't see that from us so that's something we can leave behind we could give give leave behind that good relationships do exist. I always also make sure that they they can eat lunch on their own, they can eat lunch in front of whatever, breakfast doesn't matter, dinner, we sit down together. I think that's important, you know? I didn't have a big family, it was just me and my mom. Sometimes we would get TV tables and watch TV, that was our thing. And I would, I would not have changed that at all. But with the kids, it gives us a chance and you know, phones are not allowed at the, at the table, not even mine or angels, nobody. We sit down, we talk, and we goof around, and we joke. And, <laughs> you know, and they love it. If we don't do that, it's odd. 
it's odd to them. You know, now they might go to their mom's or their other grandmother's house and maybe it might not be a big idea, not a big deal for them to sit at the table with them and eat. Maybe they'll just eat on their own, in their own places at their own times. That's fine. But they'll always have this experience here with us. This will be our thing. And if they enjoy it that much, if they really, really enjoy it, then guess what? It's a good chance that they're going to do the same thing with their families. And we've, we're told, we've already told them. I said, Santana, when you get older and you have kids, you have family, try to at least sit down for dinner together. You know? And I, I've told her this. You know? And every night, um, I always go in the room, I pull all the covers off them, and I reset all the covers on top of them. The sheet, first cover, second cover. Okay? They have a double bed, but they prefer to sleep together. You know? Uh, head to foot. <laughs> so, but we have a trundle, but they, they want to they sleep up on the top bunk together. Okay, cool. Not a problem. And, um, <clears throat> and I always, I pull the covers off, I recover them, and I give them both a kiss. I make sure they kiss me back, you know? They don't give me the top of their head. I always tell them I love them, and I always try to tell them something. I always try to teach them something, tell them how special they are, how important they are, how, how beautiful they are, how smart they are. I try to put these things, these are the things I want them to go to sleep with, you know? And maybe, you know, maybe they'll, they'll pass it on to their children. Maybe they'll... They'll remember and say, man, I remember when Poppy used to, used to tuck us in and he used to tell us this, this, and that. And I remember how good it made me feel. So you know what? I want to do it to my children. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to actually do it even more. And that's what I'm hoping, that they do it even better than me. So that way that could continue. And that's, that's the legacy that I can leave behind, you know? Aside from my books, guys, I do write books and I hope those last for generations, but not everybody's a writer. So it's not a good example for the masses, you know? Pick up the phone, you see your kids, your grandkids, tell them something. Tell them something that you know for a fact. Give them some good encouragement. Uh, warn them about something. Tell them things like, you know, be, always be honest. You know, my grandkids do not kill bugs. We don't kill bugs. Now, if it's a nasty ass bug in my house, he might, and I can't get him out, he might get, he might get crushed. But that's a different story. That's a, that's a wasp, something that can hurt us in the house, whatever the case may be. But if it's outside, the kids see it, they'll pick it up, they'll bring it, put it in the bushes. That's what I want them, and I taught them that years ago, and I think they'll always stick like that. I don't think they'll kill a bug, and they'll probably do the same thing with their kids and tell them, don't kill bugs. <laughs> so, anyway, so, so it's these little words, these little words of encouragement and motivation and, and, and just confirming that they're good, you know? So, but anyway, guys, look, I, I would talk my time. I appreciate you tuning in. As always, please stay safe out there. We're in the midst of the pandemic 2021. So stay safe, and until tomorrow, good night, Freestyle. Before I lay me down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.